Well, this is just your weekly reminder that we post every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for the full visuals. Go follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Nothing But Controversy, on Twitter at NB Controversy, and go to nothingbutcontroversy.com to see our newest blog written by my man Shaner, describing uh, the effects of choosing Price over Halak, and what that did for Montreal, the city, and the franchise. A great read, might I add. And by the time yeah. this comes out, there's actually a new blog post up from Cam, too. So give that baby a read. That's true. And listen, go to our Instagram page at Nothing But Controversy and click the link in our bio to receive a link tree to all of our uh, social media platforms that we are on. This is Nothing But Controversy. Four guys on a podcast and we're talking about sports. What's up, guys, and welcome to episode 28 of the Nothing But Controversy podcast. We are officially 80 days away from the start of the NFL regular season. We're getting down there. It feels we're like getting, yesterday we're, we're at 100. It literally felt like yesterday we were at 100. We're getting there. But yeah, we got a great show for you lined up today. Um, here's the schedule. We're going to start off, of course, with This Week in Sports, then we go into our question of the week our bold prediction of the week. Then we go into a new segment. And then we're going to bring back Think Fast. We're going to do trivia hosted by Shaner. We're going to do top five favorite NBA plays of all time. And then to end it off, we go into our lock of the week in terms of betting. So let's get it started with this week in sports. Um, I think I just bring up three pretty generic things that uh, have been going on in the sports world. First off, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about it. And it's the Habs Vegas series. Vegas took game one, Habs went ahead, took game two and three, and Vegas just tied it up yesterday at 2-2. Tomorrow we head back to Vegas for game five. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Dawson, you go first. I mean, since you just mentioned we have a new segment. You know what our new segment is. It's overrated, underrated, okay? The most underrated thing in this series is the Habs' fourth line. First of all, they're playing out of their fucking mind. I don't even know if you can call it their fourth line anymore, but these guys are playing out of their mind. Secondly, it's what we're all going to want to talk about, and it's the officiating in this series. It, it says something. I tweeted about this yesterday, but it says something when all these Twitter analysts, like with their check marks, all these analysts on TV, like the Kevin BX says and all that, are calling out these refs and saying these refs are letting the games get completely out of control. There's analysts saying, like, this is embarrassing. Like, people who are taught to keep their mouth shut and, like, really only talk on the news and stuff like that for them to say that it's like there's a problem and it's unfortunate that Montreal is getting like the shit end of the stick because like they're missing calls on both sides let's be real but it's a lot worse for Montreal obviously we're biased as Habs fans but like it's a lot worse um 100%. I don't know if you guys want to talk about the officiating but holy shit it's just frustrating at this point like for yeah. me it's just, there's, there's one like it's one thing to like let the boys play it's another thing to be standing there staring at a guy punch a guy square in the jaw, like, and not call, and not and not blink an eye. Like, it makes no sense in my the, opinion. The but. fact that the first penalty of yesterday's game, after Corey Perry got put in a body bag six times, 
was Nick Suzuki tapping some guy's glove with his stick is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like it doesn't, the standards like were completely not set. And and, then again, I can sympathize with Vegas. Obviously Shea Weber got fucking thrown into the boards, but then he also did turn around and punch a guy in the back of the head and cross check him down. Like, and they did get offsetting minors, but like, like they, they completely let the game and get out of control. It was terrible. I have no words. No words. <laughs> Frustrating to say the least. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, there's been a lot of discourse about this last 24 hours. I think the NHL refs look absolutely terrible. I think right now they look like the worst refs in all of pro sports, probably. Um, Man, like the NBA's refs have like a public ranking system. Like we can go see how the N- NBA refs are are ranked. Yeah, Wait, NHL there's just zero accountability. Quick question: Somehow these guys keeps getting keep getting games. Yeah, what which refs are worse, the NHL refs right now or the replacement NFL refs? The NFL like- strike refs. I was just thinking that. Yeah, of course, but like at the end, like these are the NHL's top of the line refs. Supposedly, yeah. they're so good that they're doing the semifinals, and then. Those NFL refs, we knew going into that season that until that the real NFL refs were back, nothing like it was going to be bad. This we expect the best of the best, and we're getting some of the worst officiating I've ever seen personally. Yeah. And like obviously it sucks because we're Habs fans, so we're seeing it. But I think when you see everyone else talking about how bad it is, people that aren't Habs fans, I've yeah. seen Leafs fans criticizing it like it's that bad. So I don't. The NHL needs to do something right now. I mean, I think right now they just lost control. Like, they stopped calling. They did, At the start, they weren't calling anything. And now, like I told you guys yesterday, Alex Tuck was literally just flying around the ice, hitting people that didn't have the puck yesterday. Yeah. Just because he knew he could. Yeah. Like, they completely lost control of, of the situation in these games. And honestly, I don't think there's a way for them to get it back at this point. So now I think they're just like, whatever, do, do whatever you want, because they know they can't, they can't get it back. I, I don't know how – if Chris Lee refs another game in this series, I don't know how. I'd be shocked. Stay. I like, would be shocked. He's been absolutely brutal. And, like, literally at the end of the second period, after Suzuki got punched in the face, he, like, ran off the ice. Yeah. Like, they showed him leaving the ice, and he was, he bolted just because he knew. Like, I think it, it's – they just lost complete control of this series now. Yeah. It, no, it's pathetic, but – and then, like Cam said, there's obviously some people sympathizing and talking about it, like, on the Habs end. But then there's also these fucking people that are like, you fucking Habs fans, just Habs haters. You'll never be happy, blah, 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 blah. Like, are you watching the same game? Like, it could be the Toronto Maple Leafs playing. It could be the fucking, I don't know who else I hate more than the Leafs, but it could be any of them playing. And I'd be like, oh, fuck, that's bad. Like, it's not a matter of complaining. It's not a matter mm-hmm. of, you know, the Habs history of complaining, Habs fans history of complaining. Like, that was, it, it's fucking bad. Like, I don't know who they're like, oh, man, it drives me crazy. And it's like, if you want to say that the Habs, like, don't deserve to be in this spot because they're in a weak division, say what you want to say. But don't be saying, oh, the Habs suck. If they're getting the series ripped away from them because they, they, they're getting slashed, they're getting sticks to the face in a blatant slash <laughs> and not getting a call. Like, yeah. if, if Vegas comes out and wins the next two games 7-1, I'll say fair game, Okay. Vegas, you deserve it. But if you're going to win a game 2-1 when both, let's say both sides, I probably counted, they probably missed about 15, like 16 to 20 minutes worth of penalty minutes in that game. Yep. Like, the Habs have, had, the Habs have had two power plays in the last three games. 
That's insane. It's insane. Anyways. Anyways, we, we could go on about this all day, but I'll go on to the next topic. And it's a shocker because <laughs> once Brooklyn brought over James Harden, it was a lock that the Nets were going to be champs. Everyone said it. The newest super team. Probably the most though, dominant super team on paper. Not ever. I would say still the the, the Warriors were better. Yeah. They yeah. went from being a 73-win team to yes. adding the yes. second best player in the NBA. So, But the Bucks beat them in Game 7, and the Bucks moved on to the Eastern Conference Final to play against another shocking team, Atlanta, beating the 76ers. So yeah. congratulations to those two underdog teams. I mean, I saw this tweet. It was like, when the Nets, when the Nets lose, the internet wins. Like, <laughs> like for sure. I mean, I'm never going to sympathize for Kevin Durant just because of how, he, how his career has unfolded. Um, but I'll give him the credit where it's due. He was the best player in that series by far. Um, yeah. Absolutely dominated. But uh, I think Milwaukee deserved it. And it's, uh, it's going to be a great series. But... I have Milwaukee going to the finals. Look, what I what I got from that, and I saw this uh, this stat today, is one pretty important player in this league is going to get their first ever ring. Whether it's Chris Paul, Trey Young, who's quickly becoming a top three young player in this NBA. Like it's it's he's quickly moved. That could be up for debate, but anyways, Chris Paul, um, Trey Young. Um, Paul Giannis or Paul George like those are four superstars that don't have a ring yet and it's pretty significant that so in that aspect I really like it I really think that's good for the league but fuck I don't know how Brooklyn isn't at least in the Eastern Conference Finals like that's wild to me yeah I agree obviously they were kind of like like battling injuries that series and at times it felt like KD it was playing by himself but Shout out to the Bucks. I I I hope Giannis Giannis gets his uh, his ring because I think they, they deserve to win that series. And like you said, this this these playoffs have been great for the NBA. These have been fun NBA playoffs to watch, even though our team's not there. You know. Yeah. So I've been I've been enjoying it. Before we go on, I just want to say that people called me crazy when I said that them adding James Harden made them worse, not because you're adding James Harden, but because of what they gave up. <clears throat> and the fact that when James Harden went down, uh, when Kyrie Irving went down, kind of just proved my point. Yeah. When I say that Brooklyn had one of the like the best cores in the league. It's hard to say they wouldn't have greatly benefited from a Jared Allen, from a um, Karis, Karis Levert. LeVert. Like they definitely would have benefited huge from that in this series. At the same time, though, James Harden was playing with a pretty serious hamstring injury, so mm-hmm. let's not yeah, forget not. that. Absolutely. He was definitely hindered by big time, but yeah. Fair enough. But my point is injuries happen. Don't blame a loss on an injury. Blame it on not being prepared for those injuries. Yeah, no, I'm not. I I don't think they did. And I'm not saying they should or anything like that, but I'm just saying um, I thought it would be worse for the Nets. Like we, I think we all kind of agreed. Yeah, I think a lot of people. We said that it might make the Nets worse. Long-term, maybe it will. But if James Harden was healthy, I don't think they lose that series. I don't think so either. I agree. Two two crazy stats. Um, in game five, KD played 40 minutes. That's kind of par for the course. 
in game six, he played for all 48. He's the second and in player game, ever and in to game do seven. That. He played all 53. Okay. He, he didn't step off the court. That's crazy. Dog. And flipping wow. over to the other series where the number one seed in the East got knocked off. Ben Simmons combined for 19 points in games five, six, and seven. And I'm pretty sure in all of the in all of the fourth quarters in the entire series, he like shot under 10 points. Four shots. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Do the Sixers move on? Yeah. I think like I wanted to bring this up as a completely separate topic, but you guys heard Doc Rivers yesterday. Mm-hmm. The, the announcer said, "Is Ben Simmons a guy or a point guard that you guys can build around and build the team that you want?" And he literally just straight up said, "You know, I don't know," which is crazy. I don't know if that's emotions talking, but that is crazy to hear. Emotions or not, yeah. imagine you're Ben Simmons here and your coach saying about that. Do you want to go back and play for? Absolutely him? not. There you go. Absolutely not. No, so I call. No, go ahead. Are you ready to call Ben Simmons a bust? Ben Simmons is not a bust. He's he's not a bust just because of what he brings on the defensive side of the court. Like he'll still get his minutes to shut down to shut down guys, but offensively, he is a huge bust. I think he's just playing in the wrong position. Yeah, but to me, like to me, like a bust. Like to me, he's turning into a bust simply because because of the reason that. People br- like people were thinking that they brought Ben Simmons to, to Philadelphia to change the franchise. And to me, you can't be a top 20, 20 15 point guard if you're not going to be scoring. Like, like point guards are there to facilitate an offense, to dish the ball out. But you can't call yourself a superstar if you take four shots in seven fourth quarters. No, yeah, but you don't have to be a superstar to not be a bust. As the right, first overall pick is a bust because he's the first overall pick. And he, how many first overall picks are actually superstars? Superstars. Take in mind what the word superstar means. Okay, name them off. Maybe off the top of my head, I got LeBron, Andre Ayton, but but Andre Ayton's not a superstar yet, but he's turning into one very quickly. LeBron and KD right now, are the only two I can and Chris Paul. I think he went first. I don't know if he actually did. Zion's on his way to being a superstar. Zion's already a superstar. Zion's a superstar. Right, but Ben Simmons is at his time. Like, I don't know if Ben Simmons is a bust. I think I think that's like, I think that's pretty. Um, that's a bit of an exaggeration. I mean, we're talking about him as defensive player. I mean, not for nothing. Two episodes ago, so not for nothing. The NBA does have a track record of pretty shitty number one overall picks. Anthony yeah. Edwards, Zion Williamson. Too early to call. DeAndre Ayton on his way. Markel Fultz bust. Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons. Carl Anthony Towns is a great That's center. That's not a bust. That's Carl, a, he's, he's a great superstar. center. He's, he's a, a great center. I don't know if he's a superstar. He's definitely a superstar. He's a superstar. He's a top okay. five. If he's a top five center in the league, he's a superstar. Okay. Andrew Wiggins bust. In so terms, have, yes, Andrew Wiggins is a bust. In terms of, oh yeah, Andrew Wiggins, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anthony Bennett. That's the biggest one, but okay. But then, but then, no. But then we have like a pretty significant yeah, streak. Also, Anthony Bennett at number one was mm-hmm. a shock. Like, yes, it was absolutely. But then we have a pretty significant streak of superstars: Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, John Wall, Blake Griffin, Derrick Rose. Then we have a streak of busts: Greg Oden, Andrea Bargnani, Andrew Bogut was who he was. Yeah, those are those are naughty. Like those those no. don't mean anything anymore. LeBron James, Yao Ming. It's hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of what the first overall pick is valued at, 
and like in in that sense then or what the expectations were then i think ben simmons is a partial bust and i honestly just don't like i don't think that previous number one has anything to do with this conversation because if you're picking a guy at number one it's not because there's other guys that you could pick it's because you're picking him because you think he's the best player in the entire draft who's going to change your is going to change your franchise unless it's like the, the worst draft of all time. There's going to be superstars in that draft. If you pick him number one and he ends up being a superstar, he's not a bust. Ben Simmons was a huge name. People were a guy who's plays point guard at 6'10 should be unfair. But if you can't shoot the ball, you should not be playing point guard. And you it's 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 just it's it's a shame for the 76ers because they do have the best center in the league. A guy who's an absolute superstar would have won the MVP if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. And it sucks to it sucks to be a Philly 76ers fan right now because you know what? I don't yeah. know if I I don't know if Ben Simmons just played his final game for the Sixers. Especially <clears throat> I mean, with what Doc Rivers just said. Like yeah. that's crazy. There's no coming it, back it, from that. In Ben Simmons' defense and the, the 76ers defense, this wasn't the greatest draft. Like it's still a very solid draft. Brandon Ingram went two, Jalen Brown went three, Buddy Heald went six, Jamal Murray went seven, Siakam went twenty-seven, and Karis Levert went twenty. But other than that, like it's something too crazy. But you guys do know that you're calling a guy who was all NBA last year and a bust, right? I, now. I I'm not ready to call Ben. Simmons <laughs> like he was bust. all I NBA. Think, no chance. He brings so many so many things like that might not show up on the stat sheet, and I think he just maybe he'll benefit from a from a change of scenery oh, or maybe some great. some new coaching. I saw some video of him where they were showing like sets of uh, Philly's offense, and he was literally handing the ball off and yeah. going going like to the into the paint and just standing, not moving. Maybe if they could, you know, I don't know. Maybe it, it's a thing that he has no offensive game. So that's maybe it's an issue or the coaching is just, you know, I don't know. They, they need to figure a way out to involve him a little more. Like offensively, is Ben Simmons elite at anything? No. No. I also don't think it no. helps his case right now that he's playing with an absolute superstar in Joel Embiid. Like mm-hmm. that definitely hurts someone when the, when your coach is like, get the ball to Embiid, get the ball to Embiid, like. I mean, if he sh- if he shot threes, they'd be laughing because Embiid would get doubled in the paint, and it's an easy kickout. But and I've said this, I said this at the beginning of the year. If you get paid thirty million dollars, you have the best coaches in the world. Like, if I had the best coaches in the world, I promise you, I could make threes in an NBA game. If I trained with these coaches for the past five years, and they the best coaches in the world, I promise you, I could make more threes in an NBA game than Ben Simmons. I don't get it. Can also make more than thirty-seven yeah. percent of my free throws. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if it's a work ethic thing, and that's maybe why Doc Rivers said what he said because you know, like Ben Simmons, obviously, his 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 size, his you know basketball IQ even is probably off the charts. But offensively, he's not evolving. He has not evolved since he got in the league. So I don't know if it's a work ethic issue. And Doc, this is just Doc Rivers admitting, like he's never going to learn my system. He's never going to learn this system. I don't know what it is, but it's like at a certain point, it's excessive. Like he he doesn't learn yeah anyways move on to the other side i guess to the west where the clippers beat the utah jazz and the phoenix suns beat the denver nuggets and the suns took game one already without chris paul who tested positive for covid am i right is that what that's that's the problem yeah anyway so uh Listen, you guys had it spot on from the start when you guys said, uh, I don't know who, who, I think it was Cam and Shane who said that the Suns were going to make uh, make the finals. 
Uh, I think the Clippers Sun series is going to be more entertaining than the Bucks Hawks series, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I, I see the Suns winning that series. They're uh, they're playing very well. Uh, Evan Booker, my my guy, is playing absolutely out of his mind. So, bro, PG, finally get in the spotlight, you know. PG and Devin Booker just went shot for shot yesterday. It was ridiculous mm-hmm. to watch. Didn't, uh, did you guys hear Stephen A. this morning? Saying that Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant, he is Kobe yep. Bryant basically. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people saying that lately. I mean, like in terms of scoring talent, like yeah, but everything else is like take it down a notch. Like let D book be D book. Exactly. Exactly. They do that with everyone though. Oh, he's the next LeBron. Oh, he's the next Michael Jordan. Oh, he's this. Oh, he's of that. Course. Whatever. Let Zion be Zion. Let Luca be Luca. Because no matter what, like these guys will never technically live up to like those yeah. expectations you know like it's it's Absolutely. unfair to compare these guys to gods when they're freaking 20 years old like exactly ridiculous i can't believe how young devin booker still is it's wild it's insane yeah he's also got a pretty hot girlfriend he does that he does yeah i'm done bringing up stuff so if you guys want to keep talking about that but uh that's all i got yeah i mean K- kendall's hot she's oh no not, not talking about that <laughs> Uh, now the points i had to bring up were the fucking refs in this hab series and uh what's it called ben simmons i don't know if you guys have anything else you want to talk about but i got my frustrations i'm all good i mean just uh just zavin collins yeah got arrested for reckless driving last night and i just saw like two minutes ago frank clark also got arrested last night for uh, they found a gun in his car. Oh my god! So I don't know what's going on. Uh, going on with football players last night. Hey, but... football players, stop carrying a gun everywhere. Stop fucking doing stupid shit. Yeah, you oh know, at, like with Zayvon Collins, I watched that video of the of Michael Bidwell calling him, and like how happy he got, and like that 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 phone call was pure emotion, <laughs> and that was amazing to see. But now, like when you look at. I mean, at least reckless driving is probably not a DUI. Like he was probably just like driving. He's probably drag racing or something. They said they said probably he was driving fast and recklessly, is what they said. There you go. So he's he's swerving in not only and it's probably hitting two hundred miles an hour. Yeah, it's it's but, not a character thing. Like uh, he's probably just new car and want to see. He, pro- ex- he probably exactly. just signed his rookie deal Literally, like that boy yeah. Ben Saint Just shout out. He to just ben. got a taste of of NFL money. Exactly. You know. And and he's probably taking his new whip out for a test run. Exactly. I have no problem with that. Well, I, I think that'll be that, corrected. But... I don't think you give up on a 16th overall pick. Absolutely. Um, for a reckless driving ticket. So now, did did this happen in Arizona? Like, is he in yeah, Arizona? Yeah, he was in Arizona. Ooh. Okay. I mean, it it's hard to fault the guy. Like, if we all just got handed, I would have done the same. Thing. Millions and millions gonna... of dollars and bought a fucking Lamborghini or a Ferrari, like. Do I do it in my Civic? So to That's say it. I wouldn't do it. In my Civic car, I That's don't know. It. It's it's an it's it's a given. But yeah, I don't think it reflects. Obviously, it reflects bad on him in a sense. But like in terms of his character, things like that, I don't think Arizona has much to worry about. No. We're gonna talk about Carl Nassib. Sure. That's kind of a big news. Uh, yeah. So it kind of just came out like literally ten minutes before we hopped on. But uh, Raiders D lineman Carl Nassib uh, just nonchalantly posted on instagram yeah uh hey guys what's up i'm gay uh been wanting to do this for a while but here we are so it's the first uh active nfl player to come out 
Um, we've seen an, a former NFL player come out, Michael Sam, and he came to the Alouettes, and we kind of saw his career just go down the drain after that happened. So, yeah. I mean, I hope this doesn't happen for this guy, but I guess we'll see. But, yeah. Yeah, nothing to add. Yeah, you know, it's diversity month, right? Pride mm-hmm. month. So, there you go. I guess it was an appropriate time to do I mean, it. But... Uh, good for him. Good yeah, for him. congrats to you. He's ball, he's been balling out with the Raiders a little bit. Like he's he's a great depth guy. I hope it doesn't change anything for his career. Like just stay focused, stay the course. I'm sure he feels better about it now. Yeah. Um. So you know, I, I hope everyone in that organization supports him. I think the world's a lot more advanced than it was when, uh, like a lot more, uh, like advanced, like uh, progressive, yeah, progressive. Progressive. Uh, when since Michael Sam, but absolutely. I guess we'll see what happens there. But yeah, Not for nothing. Michael Sam was a baller. He balled out in the preseason too. He was the SEC Player of the Year. Yeah, I'm Missouri, Missouri Defensive Player of the That's Year. Wild, but yeah, yeah. So, anyways, all right, ladies, let's move on. All right, let's move on. That was this week in sports, and now we're going to move on to our question of the week. Since it was Father's Day yesterday, shout out to all the fathers out there. All the fathers that watch NBC and kids that have fathers that watch NBC. I'm going to cut you uh, off. If this episode gets 200 views, Matthew's father, Craig, is going to come on the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bro, Matt gonna, is dreading this. He's absolutely in. dreading it. He doesn't want it to happen. Craig is ready to come on the show. He's oh, ready yeah. to make his guest appearance. We're ready to have him. So well, if I'm this episode gets 200 views, I'm gonna log Craig Campbell is coming on the show. Oh, God. Anyways, let me get back to the question of the week. Who is your favorite dad in sports? There is one answer to this. Oh, I know what Dawson's going. There is one answer. I know where Dawson's going. You do. I probably don't have the same answer. You probably don't. Uh, my answer, you know, I, I, my, three, my three favorite athletes of all time are all dads right now. So, there you go. I could shout you guys out. But number one has to be Drew Brees. Guy just seems like uh, – an absolute beauty, you know, loves his kids. I love that moment when the Bucks beat the Saints in the, the conference semifinals and Tom Brady came out and just threw the ball with, uh, with, with, with Breeze's kids. Yeah. And Balin had an absolute moss <laughs> in the back of the end zone. But Drew Brees, yeah. I think he's yeah. got four kids now, three, uh, three dudes and one, uh, one girl. And uh, he just seems like a very, uh, very lovable guy. He's got a nice family, beautiful wife. The dad dream. He's. Uh, I'm sure in like two years from now he'll have the dad bod. You know. Absolutely. Down, he's, down already, he's already like halfway there. Yeah. Down to NBC, having a couple, having a couple brewskis with uh, with Chris Collinsworth. You know. And then you can come down good. to this NBC, hang with us. <laughs> well, it, as a sports dad, you want someone who's supportive. You want someone who's there to cheer you on. You want someone who will go to war for you. You want, you want just the most supportive guy in the world. And there is no one on planet Earth more supportive than LeVar Ball. You can hate him. <laughs> you can hate him. You can uh, fucking call him an idiot. Step one, he's a marketing genius. Absolute genius. Step two, he is by far the most supportive father I've ever seen. Like, I've never seen a bigger fan. A guy who's a bigger fan of his kids, other than Jello. I think he hates Jello, But I don't fucking blame him. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I have one more point. And the last point, LeVar Ball is fucking hilarious. Like, 
he doesn't genuinely think he could beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one. He doesn't genuinely think Lonzo's the best player in the world. He doesn't think all this shit. He's just fucking funny, and he's a marketing genius. And I just love him. I love LeVar. That's my answer. And throwback to Big like that Run. That's crazy. Shane, is that the one you thought I was going to say? That's 100% what I knew okay. you were going to say. I just want to give a little shout out here. Dawson might like this one. Uh, Michael Pittman became a father mm. recently. I love that. I just I just know that because I've been following him on YouTube and stuff for years yeah. now. But uh, my pick is going to be Trey Young's dad. I've been seeing the interactions there over the series against the Sixers, which is <clears> sick. <throat> and like, yeah, how Trey gave his jersey after game seven to yeah, his dad. It was just a cool thing to see. And like, you know, he's, 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 he's probably all the things you said LeVar was for his son. So for sure. Yeah, that's my pick. I'm going to go with an athlete as well. Um, Connor McGregor, you know, I, I like that one. We loved Connor the entertainer and, and don't get me wrong. He's obviously still an entertainer. Um, but now to see him over the last couple of years, since he's had his son to, to see the evolution of the man, Connor McGregor, and to see how much he's settled down and invested time and energy into raising his son and seeing like all the interaction and, you know, some people might not like that that's all over social media, but personally, I love it. Um, he's expecting number two now, so I think he's going to, like, we'll, we're not done seeing Conor McGregor at all. And I'm excited to see, like, how his kids grow up and, and how he influences them. So, yeah, happy Father's Day to Conor McGregor. Um, I don't really, I was kind of struggled with this question a little bit, but I don't really, because ha- I don't really have a favorite uh, sports dad to be honest with you but I have like a favorite like moment uh, of a father and a son kind of thing I don't know if you guys saw it but two years when was it two years ago or three years ago when the Capitals won the cup and they interviewed TJ Oshie about his dad who has Alzheimer's that was one of like the most I was gonna say his dad videos. too yeah like that was that was one of the most heartwarming videos when he's like uh he doesn't remember much these days but I know I know for a damn fact he'll remember this he just started crying like that shit hit, and uh, apparently, like his father passed away a couple couple months ago. So I don't know that that video just always stuck with me ever since I saw it. Yeah, that's wicked. That's good. And he got the hat trick against the yeah, Rangers. Yeah. I mean, it was the Tom Wilson mm-hmm. fight. I mean, the the game after the Tom Wilson incident, but so it was a little overshadowed. But I thought, yeah, that was really cool. And he was obviously close with his dad. His dad coached him, so yeah, yeah that's a sick one. Before we move on, I, just, I have to shout him out. LeBron James. Dude, this guy's an hilarious father. What he yeah. posts on, like, he loves his kids. Taco Tuesday. Fucking absolutely legendary. And his one, one kid that's quickly becoming the star of the family is Zoo. Bryce. No, Zoo, bro. Yeah, Zoo's cool, too. But Bryce she is my favorite. Bro. He's me. so cool. She kills me. She's so funny. On, like, she dances and stuff. She's, yeah. got her own, she's already got her own Instagram account. It's so cool. So hilarious. No, not for nothing. It's three fucking really cool kids. Like Bryce is a cool kid. Bronny's mm-hmm. obviously a fucking a G and Zoo is fucking cool too. But uh kind of to piggyback on what LBS said about uh Trey Young's dad, shout out to John Morant's dad too. I was gonna say in, that in, too. The, first, yeah. in the first series, yeah. he was like drinking beers with fucking yeah. fans from the other team and shit. That was cool. So and did you see what he said to, to Donovan Mitchell after the series? Like after the Jazz knocked him off, he like no. went down to see him on the court and he was like I love everything you're doing. Keep it up. Like, yeah, just gave sick. him like a whole pep talk, and he was like, "I love what you did for my son." And like, oh, that's it was really sick. Cool guy. Yeah, Anyways, shout out to all the fathers out there. Thank you for all that you do. 
Happy Father's Day once again. We're going to move on to our bold prediction of the week. So it's been two weeks now that the Euros have been on, or one week, one and a half weeks, whatever. And uh, it's been actually quite an entertaining tournament. There's been a few shockers. And uh, for my bold prediction of the week, as the final group stage games uh, are done, we go into the knockout stage. And for those who don't know, in the Euros, in your group, if you finish in the top two, you automatically go to the knockout stage. But since the knockout stage has a round of 16, there's only six groups, which means 12 teams automatically go in. And then the top four out of six third place teams go through. Okay. My bold prediction of the week is that a number three seed that qualifies for the knockout stage will take out a number one seed and move on to the quarterfinals. Damn. My bold prediction of the week, Wednesday, June 23rd, Matt and Liam, I'm sorry. No. Hungary is going to beat Germany. <laughs> no What's wrong with you? Well, you got to bring that up. Hungary is going to beat Germany. That would be horrifying, to be honest. I would cry. Maybe Germany anyway. will be that three seed that knocks off a one, though. I guess. Potentially. Hmm? <laughs> Anyways, I'm sticking with the Euro as well. Uh, Unfortunately, the game is tomorrow, so we'll see what happens. Like, you guys will find out. We'll already know, I guess, if it's it's a good uh, prediction or not. But the Czechs will upset England. England's recent performances have been less than inspiring. And you can say that the opposite can be said for for the Czechs. They've been been buzzing. And uh, I don't know. England has been, uh, has let me down in this tournament. When it comes to betting. <laughs> Me and Shane, um, I think we're the only two here to take the Suns going to the to the finals. So my bold prediction this week, and you know, last time I did this, I got bent over backwards by the lightning. So I'm not going to do it again. Uh, there's a little bit of room for error, but the Suns are going to win this series in five games. I saw enough yesterday to say that confidently. It's a wrap. Let me see the Suns in the finals. Damn. I like that one. I like that one. Um, we're going to kick it over to hockey here. The Jack Eichel saga comes to an end. He is done in Buffalo this week. The trade will be done. Don't ask him. Okay. okay. But he's, he will no longer be in Buffalo after this week. All right. All right. I mean, I'd like to see him uh, go to Montreal, maybe. But I guess he can't really do that if the Habs is still playing. But anyways... We're going to move on to a brand new segment. Segment we're going to call Crazy Rates. And for those who didn't watch last week, we made it our question of the week. We were like, name something that's super criminally overrated. And that was very hilarious. So we decided to make this segment Crazy Rates. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to pick something that is either over or underrated in our opinion and bring it up. I said this to Cam and Dawson the other day. But I have to bring it up for the viewers because they got to know. But something that is criminally underrated is McDonald's Putsin. I don't know why you're shaking your head. You say it all the time. I am a Putsin connoisseur. My number one favorite food on the planet is Putsin. 
And I, like most people, were very, very skeptical about a McDonald's poutine, thinking it's going to be dust. You know, it's McDonald's. They're going to kind of ruin a poutine. But I was so wrong. McDonald's fries, first of all, are absolutely fire. I don't care what anyone says. I they think are. everyone knows that. The sauce and the cheese that go in it are absolutely unbelievable. I don't understand. The sauce, they made it super good. Okay. And Relax. super yeah. underrated. Go LBS. You called yourself a Putin connoisseur. And is, are and you're saying that like is McDonald's Putin up there for you? What do you mean up there? Compared to like, like your, a real your favorite Putin. Yeah, to a real good Putin. I didn't say it was the best. I said no, it no. was under. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, is it up there on your yeah. list? No. It's not as good as like LaFleur. Okay, so my, my, my one takeaway from this is, yes, McDonald's fries are good, but those motherfuckers are not built to be soggy. They're not built to be uh, soggy. They do not withstand the test of gravy. But they don't even get soggy in the poutine. They, they do. They do, big they time. Do. No way. They do. They do. Like me and Dawson said, like, I, I don't really like the plain one. I, I think I've only ever had it once. Yeah. The buffalo one, though, that buffalo they Buffalo chicken poutine gas. is yeah. gas. Yeah, because you know why? Is it because the chicken, like the sauce from the chicken, there's like more of that than the gravy, so you don't really do it. I'm I'm sorry, but if you compare McDonald's gravy, which is like I don't even know what who knows <laughs> compared to compared to Bell Pros, like that red gravy, it like it's it they're so incredibly far apart, it's not even funny. Literally, I think the McDonald's gravy is just like the the, the grease from the grill. I, I, if I had to guess, that's just what wrong it with you. No, it's not. They probably mix, is. mix with a little bit of like powder. Yeah, with, with mixed with flour to make it thick. <laughs> oh, I don't care oh, what man. it is. It's absolutely that's delicious. Disgusting. <laughs> I'll say like properly rated. Yeah, underrated. I think it's properly rated, but overhated. Like it's not as bad as people think. But yeah, it's okay. not like All oh right. my god, give this shit more credit. Like, no. It's one of these things where people just d- decide not to try because they don't even want to give it a chance. So, because usually try. there's a Belle Provence next door, and if I wanted a poutine, I would get that. Yeah. And also, I would never go there and just get a poutine, but I'm also like not at that stage in my life where like I would get a burger and a poutine from McDonald's. Like, I can't handle it. Like, that's a bit much, even for me. I, oh, I think, yeah, dude, no. Like, it's a bit much. All right. So that's, that's where I'm at. And go ahead. All right. This one, I feel like <clears throat> the room might be split. I, some of you are going to like it, but I fucking hate it. Okay. Last week, I said 3D movies are overrated. They're so fucking overrated. <laughs> this week, the thing that I find super overrated and kind of shitty are beaches. Okay. Beaches. Beaches. F- what? Yeah. Yes, yeah, Shane. I, I'm, I'm, all with you, buddy. Okay, thank you. Fuck. You. There is no worse feeling than sand in your toes. Oh. Okay? Oh. You put on a flip-flop, it might get worse because oh. it just grinds against the flip-flop. Okay? There's oh, no thanks. cleaning it. The, those flip-flops, you might as well throw out. And by the time you get to the car, you can wipe You can wipe your feet off, but it's not going to do anything. It's all going to get in the car. Then your feet are going to be fucking annoyed in the car. The water's never that nice. It's never that warm. Okay? That's crazy. 
It's weird saying that food. because you live in Montreal, but I don't know if you've ever been to a place like freaking Cancun. I have, absolutely. It, How is the water not nice? Like most beautiful okay, water on the planet. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying not nice. I'm saying like it's never like an enjoyable temperature. I disagree. That's just me. Okay, okay. Was, but the my main beef vacation family. But when I go on vacation, I'm a beach guy. My main my main beef lies with the sand. Okay, and also the crowdedness. It, it gets very crowded at certain points, and like, the, but the sand is the biggest issue. I I can't deal. It's impossible to clean. Like, it's not comfy. Like, beaches aren't comfy. Eight hour shower after. Eight hour shower after. Like, if you give me the choice between a beach and a beautiful resort pool by like by the beach with a nice view, like I'm choosing the pool ten times 100%. out of ten. 100%. Ten times out of ten. Without hesitation. 10 times and the worst the worst is if you start stepping on rocks and stepping on seaweed and the pointy rocks that awful there's nothing enjoyable about that mind you i've been to nice beaches where i can enjoy myself in the water but the sand just ruins it i get out of the water i'm like why did i come here <laughs> it's that bad so um uh, i don't know your guys thoughts on that I'm with yeah. you. also a terrible I... experience is when you take your flip-flops off before hitting the sand and like it's especially down 6, south and it's, oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. like That's i'm tough. pretty sure i've suffered third degree burns <laughs> yeah. on my feet because of that like i'm not, I'm not joking i'm not even trying to be dramatic like i think i've suffered third degree burns no, no oh, yeah. like, i agree with you dawson but uh, again i'll say I, properly rated because when, when yeah. we're here it kind of sucks but on vacation it is pretty nice yeah yeah if you have the like little shower beside the beach like between the pool and the and the beach where you can like step off the beach jump in that little shower for you know a minute or whatever and then mm-hmm. hop in the pool and like fully rinse yourself off look i'm gonna sound bougie as shit but i'm more of like a like a private cabana by the water kind of guy rather than a fucking <laughs> beach towel on the fair, beach kind fair of enough. Like, i feel like you also don't like beaches like you can't compare a, a montreal beach. no i'm, I'm not I, I've, I honestly i've probably been to more beaches in mexico than montreal like i don't know the last time i went and hung out like at a beach here, to be honest. Because to me, I don't even consider them beaches. Here. No, they're not. They're they're lakes with sand. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't I know. know man. Cancun has a beautiful strip, though. Like Again, the water can be fucking see-through. I, I, I don't care if I can see the fucking bottom of the ocean. Like, it's the sand that kills. Like, I hate the sand. All right. So you're Fair saying enough. that sand is overrated. No, sand is properly rated because no one likes sand, but... The whole beach experience gets ruined. I think by a sand. lot of people like the feeling of sand on their feet. That's crazy to me. After you get out of the water, you like, I like that. The, I enjoy it. I don't like it. No, not, not, no. I like, like how it you're sticks walking on the beach. It's, it's not like, like, like I, right after you get out of the water is fine. It's like the 20 minute later window where it starts to stick to you. And like, you just like feel you it realize like toes. some people literally go on vacation and <clears throat> like my mother tans all day or goes for a walk, like a literally an hour walk on the beach because they love the feeling of sand yeah maybe when i'm older like that'll appeal to me more nope. but uh, right now no way oh, when i go on vacation i go to fucking drink like let's be honest i'm there to party like, no but even when we go south like i like doing i like doing shit like getting off the resort and and doing all kinds like i'm not yeah i don't know I, I agree with dawson i don't go for the beach at all all right this is my ted talk so I, I don't know if I'm gonna catch heat for this one or not, but I'm gonna I'm going with an overrated here and buffets. Fuck you. 
<laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I can I I can enjoy a, a, a buffet from time to time. But let's be honest. Nine times out of ten, the food is below average or average at best. I find. In, in my been to, experience, I, Liam, I fucking saw you at a buffet like two years ago. I walked in and you were there. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you did. And I just said I do enjoy them from time to time. But like, the uh, to me, the food is just always average. There's like 20 to 30 people like poking Bro, at your food. you're also paying for average food. food. That's it. You're not going there for fucking That's Wagyu big. beef. You're going there for mini hot dogs and fucking <laughs> noodles. Like, all I'm saying is I, I think it's overrated. I think it's underrated. I'd, 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 I simply put, I'd rather have like a three-course meal, you know? No, I agree with you, LBS, wholeheartedly. <laughs> I wholeheartedly well, agree. It's like, also hurting like, a lot more. What, what's the hype over a buffet? We, and also, no we have, it's like 20 bucks. Like, for all you can eat. No, it, it is not 20 bucks. It is like yes, 30 it is. plus. Absolutely. Though. Where are you at going? The, at the Chinese place on Harvard? You, you go to Weiwa? You go to Weiwa at lunch? It's like at dinner time, bro. Okay, at lunch, maybe. But the lunch food is shit, and it's usually cold. For twelve bucks, all you cold? I don't care. I prefer. I prefer. I prefer quality over quantity. That's that's all. No, also, it depends. Okay. There's like a time and place. There is a time and place. Like, I, like I, yeah, I am I down for a fucking steak at like Joe yeah, Beef? You know, yeah, for sure, for sure. But like, am I also down for General Tao mixed with bacon wrapped hot dogs mixed with fucking <laughs> dumplings mixed with Jello? Like, yeah. Okay, here's my stance. <laughs> if I'm gonna waste I just my don't time, get that craving. <laughs> if I'm gonna waste my time going out. I don't care what I have to spend. I'm going to enjoy myself. Like it, right. Also, you go to Chinese. Here's my two experiences. Other buffets I have not tried, and I don't know if I ever will, but Chinese buffets. One, I either feel like dog shit for like three hours after. Oh, yeah. Or the other one is I get home, and then an hour later, I'm starving. No. That's never, a, yeah. Had that Chinese food oh, is notoriously full yeah. of MSG, which like fills you up quick because they want you to eat less. And then once you get home, you're like, fuck, I'm hungry again. But also, all you can eat sushi over a buffet, eight days out of seven. Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, literally, yeah. Agreed. Okay. Liam, I don't love that. I can roll with that. Well, I'm not loving it. Sorry. I love Next it. Next week. <laughs> okay, I I have two like pretty small ones. Overrated. It's summertime. I think I just tried one of these for the first time in a long time, and I did not enjoy it. Overrated. Klondike bars. Yeah. I feel. I feel like the entire, maybe this is just me, the entire freezy popsicle ice cream sandwich community is overrated as a whole. They're not that good. They are not that good. I don't know but if I, I would go like, that I far. I feel like me going to ice cream is not to get ice cream. It's like see somebody. For the experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. But like, you know, the like, okay. So I tried like just the, it's like literally like an ice cream bar, but with no stick in it. Oh. So it's just like a square of, frozen chocolate with ice cream in the middle but there's nothing to grab it by other than the wrapper but regardless it's going to melt in your hands <clears throat> terrible experience and and the ice cream's not that good the chocolate's super thin you say just really made me think of one and it's like i'm might catch heat for it but i do not like ice cream sandwiches ice cream sandwiches are very good i've i, like never, ice cream. I don't think i've ever had one and be like i want another one i've never been like if I'm offered one, maybe, maybe if I, like, it's like last resort, but I will like, there'll be an ice cream sandwich box in my freezer and I will literally open that freezer for six months straight and not even take one. There's a terrible because statement. I don't well, like, maybe you don't take them because they're fucking freezer burnt to shit yeah, in exactly. six months. <laughs> I mean, they're not, they're not freezer burnt, 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 burnt. They're, after, like, <laughs> they're not freezer burnt. 
<laughs> I have a small <laughs> underrated um, tier. Just since since we watched the Habs last night. And Vegas. Underrated Robin Leonard. Fuck. I think I he get he get yeah. like, we're not accounting for for how many people saw that Robin Leonard was starting yesterday, especially in Montreal, and got excited. And got excited, yeah. And he saved 27 and 28 shots. I like some that crazy one. saves too. Just wanted to put some respect on his name. He's been through a lot mentally in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. He's spoken about that publicly multiple times, and, and he's still getting the job done. It barely played the last few months. Like this so, guy yeah, is literally, this guy literally might start for Sweden. Who's going to start for Sweden over him? Like, Marshall. Oh, Marshall. That's true. Never mind. He's going to be on the <laughs> Sweden team. Sorry, I forgot about Marshall. So is, is Leonard starting tomorrow, you think? A hundred percent. He's got to. I would think so. He's yeah. got to be. He's got to. All right, Shane, what's under overrated? All right. Well, we are a sports podcast, so I'm going to talk about sports. I'll let you guys talk about food and everything. <laughs> this one, I don't know if you guys are going to uh, really have anything to argue about. Dawson, I know you're not going to have anything to argue about. But Evander Kane is the most underrated power forward in the NHL. This guy led the team, led San Jose this year in points, and last year was second on the team and played six less games than the person that finished first and was behind him by two. He also led the league in penalty minutes. That's the role of a power forward. I guess. That's what I'm saying. Is He's the most underrated power forward in the Okay, area. maybe to be an enforcer, but not to lead the league in penalty minutes. Well, he wasn't yeah, taking – He does – most of, I bet you like half of those were against Ryan Reeves. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I don't have much of an argument, honestly. There yeah. might be some smaller market guys, but I really like Evander King. Just because he's in Saturday, he just doesn't get that respect. Yeah. I would I would love to argue that Josh Anderson is there, but... I was going to say. I don't think I can do that. Yeah, would you rather have Evander Kane or Josh Anderson right now? I mean, how long do I have him for? No, no, but I'm saying, like, right now in the playoffs, like, right now. Well, Anderson hasn't really done anything offensively in the playoffs. Just fucking scored game-winning goal. The other well, day. he scored three goals in how many games? I'm just saying. I, I, he, he had one good game. Like, I mean, he's yeah. he's been yeah. okay. But. In, in yeah. the playoffs, I like Anderson, so I'm going to take Anderson, but I'm just saying. Yeah. If you gave yeah. me the chance to well, That's what I mean. Like, I think I would – Put Evander Kane in this lineup right now. Yeah. Especially the fact that actually the Habs have a lot of right shot wingers. So yeah, I would take Kane. Kane's a lefty. I would take Kane. All right. Well, that was it for the first uh the first round of crazy rates. I think that's here to stay. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna bring back a segment that we love to do. It's a little segment that I host that we call Think Fast. All right, so for those who don't know, think fast. I basically say a question, and these guys have about eight to ten seconds to write down an answer. Thinking quickly. I have four today, all sports ones. And the first one, what NFL team has the best best chance at going undefeated in 2021-2022? I like this question. Thanks, bro. Three, I'm ready. 
two, one, lift them. I have the Chiefs. So does Dawson. And okay, so I have me and Dawson have the the Chiefs. Shane has the Browns. And LBS and Cam have the Bucks. What's up? Is there a, like a, a statistic here that we're going to hear? Or is this just straight t- top of mind? No. Like this, what we think. This is just what you think. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, I thought the Chiefs had the best roster in the league last year. They fell a little bit short in the final game there because of injuries and stuff. But they just bolstered their, their O-line, which is protecting the best player in the NFL. And uh, to me, anytime, uh, anytime you have a – you have a quarterback who can put up 40 points in the blink of an eye. Uh, I think you always have a ch- chance to win. So the Chiefs, uh, I mean, they're my pick to win the Super Bowl. But, like, uh, yeah, they're good. they might go undefeated. Yeah, like, I'm – the fav- my new favorite part of the Chiefs is their O-line. Like, I got so nervous when they uh, – in the Super Bowl, like, when they let all these guys go after the words, like, with all the injuries and stuff like that. But – this, the 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 O line that they built is like unbelievable now. Like they went from having a very below average O line, like pending the releases of Eric Fisher and all them, to easily a top three to five O line in the league, which is crazy. But um, no, like you said, protecting the best player in the league, it's hard not to uh, hard not to pick them. I I think the Bucks just like they put that team together last year. You know, now they've they've had an entire season together, an entire train off season. And now they're, you know, they, they kept that, that, that core group together. And I think they're, they're going to perform even better than they did last year. And maybe they can make another Super Bowl push. So. I like to take this. I like to take like divisions into account too. Yeah. I was just yeah, going to say, I don't <laughs> think I, I took the bucks because like, well, find out, read the article that's coming out in the next couple of days. But I, I think who's really challenging this bucks team in that division. The Panthers pr- probably won't. Um, the bu- uh, I mean, sorry, the Falcons are borderline rebuilding. I mean, they'll get some key pieces back on that D mm-hmm. that they lost to injury last year. And then the Saints, I'm sorry, Matt, but with no Drew Brees and the Bucks, literally, like Liam said, the Bucks kept their whole team together. They didn't lose any starters, not one. So yeah, they didn't go undefeated last year. Like, yeah, but they but they didn't have a pr- good offseason. Like Shane, uh, like LBS said, they didn't have a good offseason. Right. They didn't have a full offseason. Now they've mm-hmm. had, you know, rookie camp, mini camp. They'll have a full training camp. Everything's going to be back to normal. I don't know. I guess they have equal odds because I don't – I think the Chargers might challenge the Chiefs a bit this year, but they might not be there yet. But so, My yeah. opinion, I think the Saints have a better chance at, at beating the Bucks once or twice than the Chargers have a chance at beating the Chiefs. But that's just me. No, I can get I mean, behind that too. I can get I, behind I think, that too. I think it's pretty equal to me. I mean, the Saints are without a real quarterback, and the Chargers have a real quarterback, but are missing some pieces the Saints have. So, Saints could go also, either way. Saints also have a top top seven to five seven top five defense in the league. Top seven um, to five five seven. I don't know. I don't know if I'm forgetting anyone, but we'll see. We'll see I mean, if that defense I, is the top five. Superdome's a tough place to come in and and win. Um, not saying they can't do it because I do think the Bucks are the best team in that division, but not for nothing. The Falcons and the Panthers are not locks to, to win. What didn't they do that on in the playoffs on the way to the Super Bowl? Yes, but it's still a tough place to go in and win. And Drew Brees threw three interceptions in that game. But did they win? 
I don't yeah. care what he threw. Did they win? That's, yes, they, they also went two and zero last year against the Bucks. But they forced they the win in the playoffs in the Superdome. That's so hard to win in. Yes, but the question isn't who's going to win the Super Bowl. The question is who's going to go undefeated. And I think the Bucks are going to have a harder time going six and zero in that division than the Chiefs. Okay, okay, so like a fraction harder, maybe, depending on Herbert's progression. Like Herbert didn't have a, a full offseason either. Let's not forget that yeah. they have a new head coach. All their starters on defense should be back. We'll see. Like. The, the Chiefs almost lost to the Chargers in overtime in Herbert's first ever game. In Herbert's first ever – am I wrong? I think that was Herbert's first ever game without Derwin James, Joey Bosa, or Drew Tranquil. I think Drew Tranquil got hurt after that game, but nonetheless. Look, I don't know why we're arguing. Shane has the fucking Browns. I would <laughs> yeah, love to honestly, hear this. I completely forgot the Bucks as a team, but you know what? I said my answer, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back them up. Okay. Um. Just I don't. I, it was between the Browns and the Chiefs for me because, like I said, I forgot the Bucks. But the Chiefs, I don't like their defense as much. As I like the Browns' defense, and we've seen like I know it's a passing league, but we've seen a lot of teams win a lot of games off of a really, really strong run game and a very, very good defense. And what the Browns built their defense to be this year is to be a top three defense. Not saying they're gonna be, but they built it looking to be a top three defense. And that run game is, to me, the best run game in the NFL right now. Okay, so just just before, we were talking about divisions before. First of all, yeah, the, NFC, yeah. the AFC North is probably the second hardest division sport in the NFL right now. Second of all, you're talking about uh, a way to success, having a top run game and a top defense. You're talking about the Ravens, who have the number one yeah, run game in the NFL. lost half their defense in free agency. I'm just saying they had the number one run game in the NFL last year. Yeah, with all the free agents that they lost. They didn't really replace a lot of guys. They have young guys coming up, and they drafted okay, but and also Baker Mayfield throws the ball more than Lamar does. Hundred percent. He also has Odell coming back, who apparently Odell's looked absolutely amazing. In I fucking hope he looks good, man. I miss seeing that guy be electric. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Look for me, as much as Baker has come a really long way, like I like he 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 obviously shown shined in his rookie year had a step back year two, whatever. And he's becoming a good quarterback. I don't think like you, you compare him against the, the, the two teams we just named with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady at your court as your quarterback. I don't know if Baker Mayfield is the guy to lead a team to go 16 and 0. no matter how good their run game is, no matter how it, it, it takes one pick, it takes, you know, whatever it is. I don't know if Baker Mayfield right now is the guy that's going to lead a team to a 16 and 0 perfect season. Honestly, like I said, if I, I thought of I the know. bucks, the bucks would be my pick, but I just, the defense had the upper hand and yeah, me then. Yeah. yeah, long-term bold prediction: the Browns might have the best defense in the NFL next year. I agree. They're definitely they definitely built it to be one of them. Yeah, Absolutely. a team we forgot to mention that I think should be mentioned would be the LA Rams. They do play in the hardest division in football, but that roster is unbelievable. But that there's team. not even a chance they go undefeated in their division. Like, oh. They just added a quarterback who's going to give them three times more chance to win games than Jared Goff would. They still have the best, arguably the best player in the world on their team. They have the best corner on their team. Like, I understand that, but what was their division in the record last? In the their record in the division last year, it wasn't great. I think it was three and three. Yeah, I don't no, know no, if Stafford no, wins Arizona, you all those games. Arizona got so much better in this offseason. That's going to be such a good division to watch. Yeah. 
how crazy it would be if the Seahawks finished fourth in that division. I mean, it would not be it's very possible. But like, think, think about that's it. That's a Niners spot to lose. Yeah, yeah. It, it, third oh, place is the, the Niners spot to earn. Yeah, like Cam said. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, next question. Let's just reverse the roles here. What NFL team has the best chance at going winless in 2021-2022? Like we're all going to have the same answer. I forget I, who's shit. No, oh, yeah. Can't. What the fuck? Three, two, one. I have the Texans. So does Dawson. So does everyone. Everyone has the Texans. Listen, not much to say. The quarterback situation's fucked. I'll change my answer if Deshaun comes back, which doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, that whole organization, I've said it probably 60 times on this show already, but I'll say it again. They are a dumpster fire and it doesn't like, they really don't have any picks. Like they don't have any future and their team is already shit. Like it's brutal. It's, it's, it's brutal to be a Houston, Texas fan right now. Honorable mention to the Detroit lions. N- no one on that roster excites me. Like there's not one player on that roster that excited me. Really? Yeah. Hey, so it doesn't excite you. Like he excites me as much as a tackle can. DeAndre you know Swift I mean? got a young running back. No, Andre Swift. Andre Swift. I love Quintez Cephas. To be honest, I love that. DJ Hawkinson. Again, like okay, I'm talking like excites me. Like TJ Hawkinson is probably a top five tight end. So like I'll give that to him. You love Jeff Okuda, number one guy in Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda. I love Jeff Okuda. He didn't play great last year. I mean, cor- there's the, rookie corners don't come in and dominate. Like, that's just a thing. So, I, I didn't have the highest of expectations, but I don't know. I think Marshawn Staff- Lattimore, just saying. Okay. Sorry. Like, Matt Stafford, not for nothing, like, carried that team quite a bit. And I think replacing him with Jared Goff, like, I don't know. I don't think they'll go in 16, but I just don't like that roster that much. No, yeah, that's very fair. Yeah. yeah. You guys have anything else to say? Nope. Fuck the Texans. You know, I, I just want to add one thing. When we started talking, like when you, as soon as you asked that question, the first team that popped in, in my head was still the Jags. So me too. <laughs> and like, I'm not gonna lie, I, I, definitely not undefeated. I think they have too many like decent pieces, like at worst, to to be undefeated. But I could see them 17 games. I could see them being like a four win team at the most. I'm gonna be honest. I don't see them going undefeated either. But uh... you mean winless? Okay, whatever. So <laughs> grammar police. <laughs> I said it twice. Figured I'd call you out on it. <laughs> Question number three. Okay, grammar police. I'm about to. I had a trouble wording this question, but yeah, let me correct you one time. Okay, so if you could possess one attribute in basketball and perfect said attribute. What would it be? Does that make sense? Yes. Like, like, what is it like KD's athleticism or just athleticism in general? Athleticism in general. Okay. Okay. Wait, can you repeat the question? So if you could possess one attribute in basketball and perfect that attribute, what would it be? Three, two, one. I have three point shooting. Uh, so does LBS. I wrote staff shooting. But okay, so so Cam, Shane, LBS, and I have three-point shooting, and Dawson has dunking, I guess? Yeah, just yeah. poster dunks and fucking crazy hops. Yeah, to me, <laughs> one, of, like, one of the things that went into my mind was what's the most lethal 
play in in basketball. And to me, it's the point. It's the it's the play that gets you the most points, right? So I think if you perfect the three point, you're not gonna lose. And just showing up to a court, grabbing a ball, launching up a three, and just having it splash every time. There's nothing more satisfying than freaking splashing. Although it would be fun to dunk, I'll give you that. Yeah, like I think there's nothing sicker. Like we saw it this year with um with like uh, Bridges there in Charlotte. Like just how exciting in-game dunking is. Mm-hmm. Like it's so sick. Like you can like literally posterizing someone getting an N one turning to your bench getting fucking hype like that's a crazy feeling. Just but for- yes, that's an electric play. But I I would argue that a guy who gets hot from three is more electric than a guy who makes a poster. Oh. I don't know, dude. I don't oh. know. When uh, when Clay had that second quarter, that was one of the most electric freaking okay, quarters I've ever seen in my whole go- life. Imagine every time going up the court, you put it between your legs and fucking dunk on Kevin Love. <laughs> every time up the court. Kevin Love, why? <laughs> what is what's your problem with Kevin well, Love? That's a, that's a preview to my top five. but Okay. But, like, fuck. That, like, so exciting. And dunking is funner than shooting, so I would fucking love to do that. Yeah, I like that. And, like, just to go back on that, on that, on that topic right there, Imagine all the threes that Clay made that it was a dunk every time, like a, a crazy poster or something. I feel like the, the place would be like the roof would be like fucking gone, man. It yeah. would be insane. But if when it comes to like if I wanted to like help the team out the most, definitely three point shooting. It's mm-hmm. the most, you know, it's the most points you can score on a, on a field goal. So that's how I looked at it. Yeah, when you look at NBA, like <laughs> NBA now, and how analytics has changed the game, like every team's shooting a fucking dick ton of threes. Like mm-hmm. it just that's where the game's moving. It already has shifted a lot, so I don't think that's gonna slow down. So yeah, I think that would be like the most useful tool, I guess. Oh, we've just seen so many players make it as a three and D player, and like their defense is just like average. I feel like I could somehow work my way if I trained hard enough over like a five-year span to be an average defender in the NBA. If I'm knocking down like 50% of my threes, I think I'd, I could make the NBA if I'm an average defender. Yeah. So I think that would be something like that might be crazy. So I'm going to say that something that might be crazy and you might flame me for it. But if Giannis Antetokounmpo had a three-point shot over, let's say, 35%, by the end of his career, he'd be easily in the conversation for the greatest of all time. Yeah. This I guy agree. puts up this guy puts up like 30 plus points ignite and doesn't have a shot. Like it's that's just Kev, he, so you're you're basically describing Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has a shot though. That's what I'm saying. Giannis yeah. with a shot is Kevin Durant. But just like, more jack. So like Giannis is a lot better on defense. Than I was Kevin. gonna say that too. Okay, like, yeah, defensively too, yes, but offensively offensively, offensively yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think if Giannis had a three 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 point shot, he would win MVP every single year. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> he would probably average Absolutely. 40, 20, and five, like 10, you know. Like, talking about a two time MVP who doesn't have a, a three point shot. Back to back MVP. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, last question, okay? If you could go to any championship clinching game, okay? So if this is a sport that has one final, it's that final. If it's hockey, it would be a game seven, right? If it, like same thing with basketball. Okay, so any championship clinching game, which sport and like which championship would that be? Mm. That's a good one. That, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 
Three, wait, two, one, go. Okay, so Shane and LBS have the Stanley Cup. Cam would say Game 7 at the Bell Center. Uh, Dawson has Hockey the Olympics, and I have the World Cup. Um, we did top five, like, trophies, like, probably 15 episodes ago. And my number one would be the World Cup. And I think, uh, I mean, just like Dawson's, it comes around once every four years. Uh, and it's the most popular trophy in the world. It's the most watched, probably final, like most watched sporting event in the world. Like, uh, I could just imagine going to like, just going to like Spain and what, like, let's say Spain and Portugal get the joint bid right in 2030 for the World Cup. Imagine like Spain made it to the final, like how electric that place would be. Like, yeah. it's unbelievable. Soccer fans are a different <laughs> breed, and. One of my one of my bucket lists is uh, is going to Spain to watch Real Madrid play, whether it's a freaking La Liga game, whether it's a fucking exhibition game, I don't care. I just gotta exp- experience a European soccer game one way or another. Yeah, yeah. I kind of base this answer off go. of like Dawson. Before you go, yeah, we were talking about Ben Simmons before. Apparently, he may start shooting with his right hand instead of his left. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh God! Move on, move on. <laughs> That's him. Like, oh, I'll try it, coach. I'll try it. Like, anyways, uh, to answer this question, I kind of went based on, you know, events that have already happened, and like, what would like get me hyped the most if that game were to like replay itself? I don't mm-hmm. think for me there's any professional sporting game that would be more hyped than the Golden Goal. Like being in that crowd, yeah. especially it being in Canada, like absolutely unreal absolutely electric everyone in that building was canadian everyone in that building was a canada fan like that would just be so sick for me so that's my answer gold medal game at the olympics yeah so i'm, I'm gonna i'm just gonna change my answer the same as can like game seven at the bell center i think would be just out of this yeah. world the the energy would be insane um for the same reasons you just mentioned so like that's 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 what I'm gonna go with, and the World Cup too would be uh, incredible if I could take two. Those would be the two. Yeah, I almost went with like just like like what you said, Dawson. If I was basing it on past um, experiences or not experiences, mm-hmm. but things I've seen, th- going to see the Eagles win a Super Bowl. Yeah, because based on the last mm-hmm. three years, I don't think it's ever gonna happen again. <laughs> um, but no, like like you said, Liam, like fuck, being in the Bell Center like pack crowd like 25k or whatever yeah. 23,000 people like you're shoulder to shoulder everyone's standing the whole game imagine here like imagine the have score bro it would literally the be feel- insane the feeling uh yeah I, I i don't even know what that what that feeling is but i, I can't imagine so yeah that's definitely on the bucket list yeah uh like you guys said uh it's just been too long since the haves won and this city's just ready to absolutely explode right now. Uh, it, like, you should literally see they score one goal, like, the first goal of the game, and they celebrate like it's, like, like they just won. So imagine yeah. if they actually did win. Like, this place I would, was I, would, I, was, was, I was out there. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was out there last night watching game four at, at the Bell Center outside, and they, when they scored the first goal in the second period, it felt like unreal. You know, it was crazy. So like I can only imagine what a game seven game winning goal would be like. I've know? also like from all the sports I watch and like all the trophies I see, like it just from like the hype factor 
in hockey just seems like it's far more than any other yeah. sport that I've watched mm-hmm. when they score, like when they win. It's like they literally start, if they're already up, they start celebrating with like 20 seconds left in the game. Like, and then if they obviously if yeah. they score in overtime, the goalie freaking bolts down. Like it's, it's insane. <laughs> I'm getting chills boys. Yeah, yeah me too. too. <laughs> but um, I think, I think it was Sean Starr on TSN 690. He tweeted after game three and it's just like, he just tweeted and it just stuck with me. It's like, how could you not believe right now? Like as crazy as everything is, as a, yeah. as big underdogs as we are, like how could you not believe right yeah. now? Yeah, if you call yourself a Habs fan and you're not like a hundred percent on the Habs Cup train right yeah. now, I don't know what you're doing. Like, look, not for really nothing. I don't yeah. care. Like, if the Habs lose, obviously, I think I can speak for all of us and say we'll be heartbroken. But right now, this feeling, like the series is tied, we don't know what's gonna happen. But this feeling is unmatched for me as a sports fan. Yeah, like, I not for the, no, no, sorry, go ahead. You know what else would be crazy if they can win Game Five, and, and you know, hopefully win Game Six, Saint Jean, man, and Come on, on Saint Jean, we'll That'd clinch, so we'll clinch a playoff. I mean, a Stanley Cup Final berth on freaking our province's birthday. That would be insane. I, I honestly think if we lost this series, it would hurt more than if we than when we yeah. lost in 2014. Because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when when Price went hurt, got hurt, we were all like, oh, okay, well, yeah. it happened, it's yeah. over. But now, like, we got a chance here, boys. Like, not for nothing, when it was 3-1 against Toronto, I was kind of like, okay, put us out of our misery. Like, I was ready. Like, just end it. (laughs) And then this fucking shit happened? Like, it's fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. We're going to move on to a segment that will be hosted by Mr. Shaner himself this week. That's a segment we like to call NBC Trivia. Take it away, buddy. All right. Boys, I wish you the best of luck. We're going to start with NBA. We're going to start with NBA. Question one. Three players in NBA history have gone perfect from the field and free throw line in a game. Name one of them. Whoa. And, like, two of them are well-known. And the third one, I don't really know who it is. I have no clue. I have Sean two. Dark. I have two freaking names in my mind. And this is just the first name that popped into yeah. my head. I'm ready. Right, I'm going to need five seconds. All right, unless we're all good. We're good. We're good. Let's come up. Matt had MJ. Dawson had Ray Allen. LBS had Steve Nash. And Cam had Kobe. You are all incorrect. Oh. Nice. Love to hear that. Charles Barkley, Chris <clears throat> Mullins, and Gary Payton. Never would have got those. No, me neither. Me neither. Don't worry. Oh, thank you for asking that. <laughs> I have to make you guys look bad somewhat. So when yeah. I come back, I look better, you know? Uh, this one, I think you guys will get this. What player did AI step over? Oh, I was just looking at this today. I came with a hard one. This is a great question. That's a great question. Yeah, yeah that's I a like sick this one. question. We all good? Right, all right, all the boys got it right. With right. Good shit, boys. <laughs> His name, like, erased from my mind for, like, three seconds. <laughs> yeah, I saw, Matt, I saw your face. I was like, oh, Matt doesn't know. 
Dude, I'm like, I literally know exactly who it is. What's his name? <laughs> I was going to say, if anyone should know, like, Matt, you have to know. Yeah. Like, that was your guy for a few years there. All right. All right. Who drafted Donovan Mitchell? Is it not the Jets? What? Is it not the Jets? Oh, fuck. I think I know this. I think I know it. I'm ready. I'm ready. You guys good or? Yeah. I'll give you 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, lift them up. I just saw this yesterday and I'm not sure. Matt had the jab. I love the has Denver. LBS has the Suns. And Cam had Memphis. It was not. It Memphis. was not Utah. It I wasn't think it's Utah. Memphis. Three of you are wrong. It wasn't Utah. I think Cam has it. Dawson Spooner takes the lead, boys. Let's Ooh. go, Dawson. <laughs> I had. I was gonna go. Memphis was my first like thought, and I was like, nah. All right, for the NHL, we got. We're going Habs draft. Okay. So oh we'll fuck me! Oh lord. On the current roster. Who is the <clears throat> highest drafted player? By the Habs. By the Habs no, no, no. On the team. Just right now, who is the highest drafted player on the team? Does he have to be drafted by the Habs? No. No, we just asked that. Silly goose. Austin's getting salty with the lead here. I don't know. Oh. Like, the obvious answer is Kerry. I feel like this oh. is, yeah. No. Oh. All right. Come on, boys. Are we good? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lift them up. Matthew oh. had Corey Perry. Dawson, Corey Perry. Cam, Corey Perry. Who does LBS have? I had Carey Price. And you guys are all wrong. Is it Nick Suzuki? It is Eric Stahl. I was going to say. I was going to say Stahl, oh. too. Fuck. Eric Stahl was the second overall pick by Carolina in 2003. I was going to say that. After Marc-Andre Fleury. Then they won the cup in 04. Harry was like the 24th overall pick. I was yeah. going to say. Like, I knew it was one of the vets, though. There's like six I thought he was guys really, drafted before him on the Habs. All right. Number two. This one's kind of hard. Like, I'll give you some time because you actually have to think about it. Oh, fuck me. How many players on the team right now were drafted by Montreal? Okay, like, can we go, like, based on who played the last game? Or, like, who is on the act? Like, Jake Evans and shit like that. Are we counting? Like, we're counting, like, Jake Evans and shit. Okay. I just gave you one answer. Give you one of the guys. Because it's a hard question, I'll give you like you can put it in like a range. So one to two, two to three, three to four, blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think I got it. No, I don't know. I took a shot in the dark to be honest. All right. You guys get to reason. We don't have to name the players, right? No, 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 okay. no. You guys good? Yeah. So can we go with the range? <clears throat> yeah, just like by two. So like one, two, three, yeah. four. Yeah. Okay, lift them okay. up, boys. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Matt had seven to eight. Dawson six to seven. LBS, I have no Wait, idea. I have six. I have six to seven as well. All right. Sorry. And Cam has four to five. The answer is seven. Yeah, I thought so. Um, okay, wait. So can I? Ch- so there's KK Gallagher, Price, Romanov, Poff, yeah. Evans, 
Oh, I, I didn't think, think about Romanov. I completely Caulfield. Did Lekkonen get drafted by the Habs? And that's yeah. the seven. And Caulfield. Okay. No one on D. Except Romanov. Romanov. Yeah, but I didn't think about yeah. him because he wasn't playing. He's mm-hmm. not playing. Okay. All right. Last. Oh. So what's the score? Hold up. What's the score? NHL question. 3-2 and I've won. Yeah. Yeah. So it's three Dawson, two for LBS and Matt, and one for Cam. Yeah. All right. Who, and this is a known player, like we all know this, who was the first player drafted by Mark Bergeron? Oh, man, I don't remember that year. Is he on the Habs? Not anymore. Well, that's a little bit of a cheap shot. Well, I gave you all. You all had it. I know, but I could have thought. I'm pretty sure I had it without that. That totally gave me the answer if it's right. Yeah, I think, I I think no so, idea. too. If it's right, it gave me the answer, too. That's fine. You guys needed a, a right answer here. Lift them up. They all just got one. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. The, NH- the NFL ones are, uh, are pretty not bad. Yeah, you are, you're all right. They all said – Alex Galchen, maybe. My bad, boys. All right. Yeah, I think I would have had that without you. I think I think I would have mm-hmm. too. I had yeah. that without you saying that. We are on to the NFL, and Dawson has a one-point lead going into it. So as we know, there are 32 NFL teams. Yep. How many of them are named after birds? Oh, geez. How long do we have? Because I'm ready. Give you like ten more seconds. Whoa. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. No, wait. Three, two, one. Let me see those papers. Oh no way! That was uh, such a good guess. Four. Okay, it's three of Dawson, Matt, and Cam had four, and LBS had three. The correct answer is five. Falcons, Ravens, Cardinals, Eagles. Ravens, Seahawks. Seahawks. Oh, oh my God. Falcons, Cardinals. I, I was terrible there. Shit. I forgot All about right. the Eagles. That was huge, baby. Shit. I didn't think of Seattle. I didn't think of Seahawks. Since 2007, every Heisman winner has gone in the first round, except for one. Who is that player? Oh, seven. Okay, so if it's since 07, then the guy didn't go in 07. Oh, I know who it is. 2006, I'll tell you, it was Troy Smith. He went in the fifth round. I was going to say, I was going to write that too. Fuck. Yeah, I think I'm ready here. On everybody but one player has gone in the first round. Could be wrong. Maybe this guy actually went in the first round. I don't think so, though. I don't know. Uh, I have to fact check this one. This one was a, a deep search. I'm blanked here. I might not even throw an answer up. Me too. Yeah, I don't have an answer. Seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Oh, my God. 3, 2, 1. Show. Oh, no, I'm, wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> Lamar I didn't even have one. I didn't right. have one. Cam did not have I one. Matt Henry no had Lamar and LBS had Mark Ingram. I thought of Lamar, and then I remembered the Eagles traded their 32nd overall pick. 
in Baltimore. Here is Derrick Henry. He wow. went wow. fifth overall. <laughs> Look at you, eh? Aren't you happy? <laughs> That's my boy, bro. You can't fucking you can't fucking miss me with that shit. You fucked me up since since 07. This is a race between Matt and Dawson now. Both tied at four going the last question. And I hope one of you gets it right because I don't have a tiebreaker. All right, let's hear it. Derek Thomas has the record for most sacks in a game. How many does he have? I feel like I know this number from looking at, like, stats on Madden, like records on Madden. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm wrong, so. I think I'm right. I'm get. I'm guessing. <laughs> Pretty sure there's a Falcons player who was one short a couple years ago. Oh, but I could be wrong. That's a total shot in the dark. Well, I five, think I remember this one. Four, three, two, one. Let me see the papers. Oh, Back. half. Fuck. Dawson seven. Cam seven and LBS seven. Fuck. One of you got it wrong. Fuck. Okay, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> congratulations, my Austin, friend. Shane, we're chairs. playing musical chairs, baby. <laughs> fuck. We are, we are. Fuck, let's go. Guys, doing your homework, for eh? the day that me and Dawson get to go toe-to-toe again. Damn. Matt was a half sack off. It's annoying. <laughs> hey, I took a shot. Didn't Amen. work out. but You got to risk it for the biscuit. I'm happy. I'm happy with my performance today. Yeah. Good, great job, Matt. Great competitor. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> right down to the edge. Dawson, I look forward to you hosting once again. Thank you, sir. But with that, that means being I have to said, fucking come up with questions. God damn it. Yeah. With that being said, let's move on to everyone's favorite segment, top five. This week, we're doing top five favorite NBA plays of all time. Okay? So, before I start, there's going to be a lot of LeBron in mind. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, I'm a big LeBron guy. But at number five, I kind of cheated. You guys could call me out if you wanted to. But at number five, just go on YouTube and search up a compilation of Russ Westbrook dunks. And that's my, fav- that's my fifth favorite player of all time. Russell yeah, Westbrook, when he dunks the balls, it's just – it's ridiculous. Pause. <laughs> when he dunks the balls. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, Russell Westbrook, when he dunks, absolutely electric. Number four, this is a weird one, but it has LeBron in it. And a lot of people might not even know this, but on Christmas Day a couple of years back, when LeBron was still on the Cavs, there's this play where he lets Ian Clark – get the ball. So like the ball like rolls by LeBron and he, instead of running at it to try to pick it up, he just literally lets Ian Clark come from like four feet behind him, lets him pick it up just to block him on the backboard. <laughs> just, just search up LeBron Ian Clark and you're going to see it. It's like, it's the most like foul play. Like it made no sense. Like how does LeBron know he's going to block him off the backboard like that? Like literally when I tell you, he could have sprinted and got the ball easily. He literally was running and slowed down to let him pick up the ball. That's fucking jokes. Anyways, that was so funny. Number three, Steph Curry's uh, three against Oklahoma City with like 0.2 seconds left. And part of it was, uh, what's his name? Mike Breen, his call on it when he was yeah. like, 
Curry, way downtown. Oh, bang, bang. bang. Like, like, that was yeah. so electric. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, that, that shit gives me goosebumps. It was so hype. Number two, Ray Allen's three against the Spurs. One of the most clutch shots I've ever <clears> seen <throat> in my life. Yeah. And, of course, number one, blocked by James. My favorite NBA play of all time, easily. My favorite athlete of all time, making his career-defining play. And uh, that's number one for sure. I'm I'm shocked you don't have any Dame uh, buzzer beaters on your list. I guess, mm. yeah. I um, for me, the number five is just like it wasn't even a basket, so it's kind of funny. But when John Morant almost killed Kevin Love oh, and put him on wow. the oh, most, yeah. almost put him on the most disgusting poster in NBA history. I don't care that he didn't fucking hit the dunk. That that play is just unreal to me. Um, number four, the, just because of the significance of it, it wasn't a fantastic play, but just the pictures that came out of it. Um, the Dwayne Wade to LeBron James alley-oop off the backboard with arguably one of the most iconic sports pictures of all time. That wasn't off the mm-hmm. backboard though. That was a pass was behind it? him. No, okay. Pass it behind him. And so- okay. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, number three, Dame's buzzer beater versus Houston. That was one of the craziest buzzer beaters. Also one of the greatest yeah. calls I've ever heard in sports. Um, yeah. Number two, Dame's buzzer beater versus Oklahoma City. I knew that, that one is just that one is just fucking wild. Um, and then number one, Kawhi Leonard, the shot, of baby, course. the shot heard around the globe. That's my top five. Before you move on, it. I just want to say I know this is NBA plays, so that's why I didn't put it in. But Chris Jenkins on Villanova to win the mm. championship. Oh yeah, was one of the best sports oh, yeah. plays I've ever seen in my life. Dude, like, it's amazing. Like, if you watch that same clip, like, 10 times, you're going to see, like, other things happening. Like, you see, like, one of the assistant coaches get up super hyped and just gets, like, super serious when he realizes that, like, the head coach, I forget his name, is the most serious guy ever. Bro, yeah. this guy is just standing there, watches it go in, doesn't even celebrate, doesn't fist pump or anything, just – walk straight to the centers to handshake the guy it was crazy like it was nuts all right all right so my fifth is lebron's block on iguodala Uh, like just just a crazy play especially i think that was that happened right after Kyrie hit that three right no it was before oh it was before anyways just a crazy like like uh like series events you know that like yeah just a crazy like Anyways, at number four, I have Deon, the law of the jam. Run, uh, Chris Paul lobbed it up to DeAndre. What a great call. A lot of these body. are just great yeah, calls. That was, that, like, that's what makes these plays. Yeah. 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 That was like that was, prime time four. lob city. Prime lob city, yeah. yeah. Dude, people forget how electric that was. When Blake Griffin and yeah. DeAndre Jordan with Chris Paul. And uh, sort of like Matt, I cheated here for three and two. I was like trying to think of plays and I, I couldn't find some. So then I, I went on YouTube for a bit. Anyways, at number three, I have T Max thirteen points in yeah. thirty five seconds. Yes. Yeah, that was that was gonna be on mine too. And the fact that his his last shot was to win the game too, just insane. At number two, I have Kobe's last game. Uh, just like it wasn't even that great of a performance. I think he shot like twenty two for like fifty or something. But just the significance of it, dropping sixty in his last NBA game was just unreal. And uh, number one, obviously, the shot heard around the globe, as Dawson said, yes, Kawhi Leonard's game, game seven winning basket. And the fact that that's the only buzzer beater in a game seven, I think, in NBA history. Yeah. So 
that's huge. Yeah, I messed with that. I have pretty similar ones, but um, at number five, I don't know if you guys will even know this play. I remember seeing it. I think I was in high school. I don't remember the year, but this guy named Trevor Booker that played for Utah. Don't oh. think he's still in the league. I think it was at the end of the first quarter or end of the third quarter. There was like <laughs> yeah, 0. Exactly 0.3 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. And they inbounded it. And he had his back to the rim. And oh, I bro, I was going to put this play on the list. Yeah. I couldn't no. re- I can't reenact it right now, but he I'm just, sure you guys yeah. have, he scooped it backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like one of the coolest things. Ever. It wasn't that against, it was against OKC, right? I think. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure there was, was only 0.1 seconds. Yeah. I was going to yeah, put that on my literally. list. Because like if it's, if it's under 0.3, even if you get a shot off, like yeah, yeah, there's you that possess rule. and get a shot off, yeah, yeah. it will call it no, no, yeah, no yeah, yeah. Um, you really at four, have to it in, like I the LeBron balk in the finals to at number four. At I'm number surprised. three, I'm surprised that Liam had had the LeBron block on his list, to be honest. But yeah, I've never been more engaged in like a final series other than when the Raptors were playing. Like to me, that was I don't know. We we're all cheering for. I mean, whether you hate or love LeBron James, like it was time for Golden State to go down. And yeah. the significance of that play, like, it, it was beyond basketball almost. Maybe could have had it higher. But at number three, not really a play, has nothing to do with a basket or anything, was when Matt Barnes tried to – when he oh. pumped fake Kobe right on the baseline. That's so, that, that was <laughs> the most gangster play in NBA. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> so it's not really a play, but call it what, what you yeah, want. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. Um, at number two – I have Dame's, Dame's buzzer beater three against OKC. Man, fuck, I love Dame so much. Like, we've talked about him enough on here, but love that play. And then at number one, like you guys, Kawhi shot. I mean, like, the anxiety that we all felt as it bounced three times or whatever it was. I don't know. Crazy shit. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Honorable mention, because I couldn't put it on this list because it's technically not a play, but the Dunk competition between Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Oh yeah, was if if I could put it on the list, it would probably be number one. Yeah, but uh, at five, LBS talked about it a bit earlier. Kyrie shot over Curry. Yeah, I don't know that. I that that shit had me running through the house. I was so hyped. That was insane. Uh, at four, like Matt, well not like Matt, but he had it on his list the Ray Allen corner three. Uh, after Chris Bosh grabbed that rebound, and the announcer was absolutely hyped. Number three, like like Dawson, that LeBron, D-Wade, alley-oop. I think it's just the picture, man. Yeah, it is. The picture just 100%. gets me fired up every time I see it. When they redid it in the All-Star game, that one hit the feels right yeah. there. Uh, at two, I have the LeBron block on Iguodala also. And one, I mean, it's safe to say where it should be for all Raptor fans. Yeah. Kawhi shot. Yeah. against the 76ers. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to get right. a lot of heat for not having that on my list just because I'm not a Raptors guy. <laughs> like Most of our viewers are probably Raptors fans, but I don't like the Raptors, so it's not going on my list. All right. That was top five. Now we're going to go end this little episode with our lock of the week in terms of betting. Okay. My lock of the week is that Italy in the Euros will not make the semifinals. Okay? So they are the first team 
to ever win all three games in their group without getting scored on. Okay? Give them to that. But they were in a group that was considered the weakest group in sport, in, like, the Euros, right? So they'll probably get past their first round knock. I I don't I don't know who it is. It's, it's probably against a third place team. So I think Austria. 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 Is it? Just announced today. Yeah. Think- okay, so you know what? That actually is kind of a tough game. So they honestly might get upset there. Probably won't happen, but that'll be on Friday, I believe. Could be wrong. So if Friday they make it past that game, I am convinced that the teams that are left are going to be too good to get by. I look at a team like Italy, and I think that. Portugal is better. I think France is better. I think Germany is better. So what, three teams from one group, I think, are better than Italy. Um, not that Italy hasn't been playing well, but Belgium's, Belgium's better than them. And it's just... Uh, I'm tired of them, man. Why is, like, Italy like this? Like, it's, an, it's annoying, okay? Seeing, like... Italian soccer fans just like come out of nowhere during Euros and World Cups. I'm going to go on a rant here because if you're an Italian soccer fan and you watch soccer and you're that crazy about Italy as a country, like as, as a soccer team, that's fine. But it's these people that are Italian that come out of nowhere, like they're the biggest soccer fans on the planet when Italy's in a major tournament. It's didn't just so annoying. Last week. What? Didn't you say this exact same thing last week? Did I? I'm pretty sure. Anyways, so yeah, I'm just so tired of it. And uh, I would love it to see Germany eliminate them, to be honest. That would just be icing on the cake. They did it in the last Euros, so it would be nice to do it again. Alrighty. So whether they are fighting for a chance at the uh, Stanley Cup finals or fighting for their life the Montreal Canadiens are going to win game six of this series on Thursday so whether they're up three two or down three two like they are going one. to win game six let's go I, like one. I think they'll, I think they'll be yeah. up and I think we're gonna fucking close it in six but uh, that is that is my deal so my lock of the week is actually Dawson's bold prediction of the week uh, Germany's beating Hungary. I that's all that needs to be said. Um, they, Germany's been buzzing, and you know they should. This is this is a team where they should drop four, five. I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I just want to see a convincing victory, and you know maybe they'll win the group. So that's my lock of the week. Um, so we don't know who they're playing yet, but I'm gonna keep it in soccer. Watch Belgium play today. They look good. They look really good. I honestly, I I don't really follow soccer. I already said that, but I like Belgium. I put a little, sprinkled a little money on them to win the tournament. So I gotta stay with that. Um, we don't know who they're playing Sunday yet, but it's gonna be a third place finish, a uh, third place team from one of the groups that are left. Um, so yeah, Belgium ML on Sunday. It's gonna be at three o'clock, I think. Book it. Um, my lock of the week is that if the Habs go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, episode 30 will be from Caesar's Palace in Vegas because I'm blowing all my money. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Thursday, the Blue Jays and the Orioles play a game. And the Blue Jays will win. That is all. 
Remember your bold prediction last week when you said the Jays would would sweep the Yankees? That's why it was bold. For those who don't know, the Yankees went 3-0 in that series. But it's not our fault we have the fucking worst relief pitching in the fucking MLB. Oh, oh, man. Also, our manager is not exactly up there in greatness either. Yeah. yeah. Didn't didn't the Jays owner say, like, oh, he's doing a great job? Well, I feel like I read that. Like, fuck you. No, he's not. The manager also said, like, they just need to be better yesterday. He, needs he said, to be like, better. they just need to be better. Like, no nothing way, bro. convincing about, like, we need to go go out and get a pitcher who can come in and help the team. He's just like, we need to be better. While we're like, on that the topic, is not a solution. While we're on the topic of like baseball and the Blue Jays, do you guys think that right now Vladdy is a hundred percent a lock for AL MVP? If the season Absolutely. ended today, a thousand percent. Yeah, I think. You don't both, think it wouldn't even be a conversation for Shohei Otani? I, I think he's both. in the NL. He's in the NL. Yeah. The Angels in the NL. Yeah. Are they not? Are they not? Uh, yeah. I also <laughs> you don't know either. I'm I'm pretty sure both. Yeah, have, there's a reason he hits. It's because not in the NL. He hits because he's weird. I no, think he DHs he, sometimes. He's, he's I, yeah, they are in the AL. Oh, does they're, he? They're, they're in the, in the AL. AL. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, no, I don't um, think so. Yeah, I still I, don't think so. I think he, both he's MVP. tied for the league in home runs, and he's a pitcher. Who's he tied for the lead with? Vladdy. Rock okay. Vlad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but Vladdy's not pitching. So. Yeah, but he's also Vladdy leading also the MLB in every st- every like batting stat yeah. where he was yes. last week, you know. So both, both MVPs are locked up right now. Yeah, for so. sure. I don't know if it's locked up in the AL, but they both have strong points. We've never seen a pitcher do this in our lifetime, so. No. But yeah, anyways, but that does it for episode twenty-eight of the Nothing But Controversy podcast. You know what today? I'm going to say, go follow us on our actual Instagram platforms if you're listening. Uh, mine's at mcampbell033. You're going to see it right here. Go follow. I don't know. You guys could point down your little things. I know Dawson's going to throw it up there on the screen. Give us a little follow. Send us a message. Send us a message on the Nothing But Controversy Instagram page if you want us to talk about something, if you have any comments. But other than that, if you made it, if you made it to here on the video, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. And Shaner is going to give you a kiss. Bring it in, Shane. Bring it in. Bring it in.